Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hello, 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 everyone. I am back. I am here with Rebecca Shalon, my fabulous co-host who has been doing such a great job recently. Uh, I've been so busy at work and, and I just appreciate her so much because she's a, a rock star. Uh, Rebecca, how are you doing today, love? I'm doing good. I'm glad that you're on the show today. It's nice to have a chat to you too. <laughs> Thank you. Me too. Thank you for saving me on all these busy Mondays. It's been quite crazy with COVID. How have you been holding up during this um unique time in the world. I know you're always asking other people, but how about you? <laughs> um, I'm super up and down. Like it, it's, it's like night and day from one minute to the next, but uh, today's a good day. I'm glad you're busy. Like it must be nice to sort of have some sense of normalcy through this. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess being busy is a sense of normalcy for me, for sure. It's just, it's so different. The whole industry has changed, right? And, um, you know, it's funny, I was, I have really good brain chemicals. I was very lucky. I was born with really happy brain chemicals, even on the, on the tough days. And I was walking to work today and I was just thinking about life and everything because it was raining and it was disgusting and my coat wasn't closing properly. And so I was soaking wet by the time I got to work and, and I was just closing my eyes and while I was walking going, gratitude what am I grateful for right now and I was like okay today I could be miserable that I'm soaking wet because I was <laughs> and I let that creep into my head and and then I went nope I'm grateful because the the spring will be greener and all that and I really had to talk myself almost into it today you know when you're soaking wet through through all that stuff to get back to that sense of our brains are very powerful things like whether you think you can or whether you think you can't you're right yeah, I love that. That's such a great quote. And I noticed that our guest has uh, jumped on here with us too. So I'm excited. Catherine, are you here with us now, lovely? I am here with you. Oh, amazing. It's so great to hear your voice. Ladies and gentlemen, Catherine's going to be our guest today. So Rebecca and I are going to be chatting with her about her life, her career, some things that she's gone through with her own personal life, family. Uh, she's just an incredible woman. She's got the voice of an angel. She's a, a voiceover actor and, and you'll be able to hear that as she talks it's very soothing <laughs> well, thanks Brandy I'm really happy to be here I'm happy to have you I was just reading um your bio and there's a you know some some interesting things in there so can you just while we jump onto the show can you just tell everyone a little bit about kind of who you are what you're passionate about and what you're going to talk to us about today sure so I'm Catherine I'm a mother I've got two awesome kids, two daughters, 11 and 9, a wonderful husband. I live on Vancouver Island. I love to spend out time with my family. I'm a first-time dog owner, so I have lovely Lenny. He's a one-year-old golden retriever. And right now, I'm passionate about, I really love spending time with my family and dog outside. I love my career. I'm a voice actor, and I'm an actor, and that is wonderful and amazing. I had a late start. I started when I was in my 30s, I had a radio career before, so I'm a little bit of a late starter, but um, yeah, I love it. So that's me. That's awesome. And is that Lenny that we heard in the background? Yeah, that's Lenny. You know, everybody said, yeah, we got you, mom. We'll take care of Lenny. And he's been barking at my door since I came into my room. <laughs> 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 
all good. <laughs> I think puppies are great for your mental health. How's your mental health in general been holding up through this um, giant change in the world? I know everybody's kind of feeling a little tug here and there. Man, you know, like I can say for sure I'm one of the lucky ones because right now our family is healthy and our kids are still going to school and my career was a little bit affected for sure and my husband's still working. So, I mean, we're we're great on paper, everything's fine, but just recently it started to take a toll and I think more with the new kind of lockdowns and orders, especially having kids. My 11-year-old is very, very social, and she thrives on being at school and all the activities with her friends and being with her friends and all that. And since that's kind of slowly stopping, and we understand why, and, and we're all for it, but that's starting to be a little bit difficult. So just kind of dealing with that is tricky. But I mean, like I said, we're one of the lucky ones, so we're okay. But yeah, definitely up and down. Absolutely. It must be so hard for children because, like, as, as a fully grown adult woman, like, I, I struggle with this. Oh, like, I don't know how. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And just, like, I think there was a thing at the beginning, too, when there was the first lockdown in B.C., people were advised not to take their kids anywhere. So there was the one person per household that got to go grocery shopping or, you know, to fill the car with gas or whatever errand needed to happen. And that was like, my kids love doing that kind of stuff. They love being involved in grocery shopping and going out furniture shopping into home sense and walking the dog and all that. And so that, that was really, really hard, but we're, we're trucking along. Definitely hard for the kids, harder for my older daughter than my younger daughter, for sure. When you were their age, was there anything that uh, interrupted you from from being able to hang out and do activities and anything stopped you that you can kind of relate? Because it's such a new situation for the whole world. Like when I'm when I'm talking to friends and family and, and people with kids and things like that, it's none of us have ever really experienced something like this. Did you have anything when you were younger that could equate? Like, I, I, I mean, obviously, I got put in detention sometimes or <laughs> when your parents don't let you out of the house for a week because you found it. Yeah, grounded. I mean, I could equate to being grounded for a week or something, but nothing this heavy, I don't think. Uh, No, like there's really nothing to compare it to, even like in my lifetime or even my parents' lifetime. So that's really tricky and just kind of navigating through it and knowing how to explain things to your kids because it's all new, right? And there are resources that you could look up and stuff, but yeah, it's tricky. I mean, when I was a kid, I was asthmatic and I had coughing asthma. And for some reason it would trigger, I grew up in Edmonton and the dark or the uh, cold weather would trigger it severely. So I'd be hospitalized for about two to three weeks a year for a few years, like my younger kid to from a ba- age nine to 12, I would say. So that was always really tough because I played a lot of sports and all of a sudden and coughing asthma. I mean, it wasn't just the asthma that not just the asthma because it's also debilitating, but with the wheezing, but I had this horrible seal, like loud, really offensive sounding cough, like almost like a bark. And that would happen for about three weeks. So I would spend time in the hospital and like miss my family and miss my friends. So there was that, but that's kind of different because it was health. This is mental health, you know, and then thinking about, you know, the virus and is it going to get worse and is it going to spread and is it going to get grandpa or, you know, like the teachers or schools turned down and are people going to rebel against the rules and what's going to happen there with riots and stuff. So there's a lot of the the unknown. So, yeah, we're just kind of trying to keep it real, like keep them informed, but not just 
feeding them information by watching the news because that's kind of scary. So more, you know, looking up articles that are more geared towards kids so they can understand better. And when you talked about the unknown, so uh, this is what I've been trying to do for, for, for just me personally with the unknown, because it's like, mm-hmm. what comes next? You know, there's a certain level of anxiety for anyone on where their career is going, where family's going, where everybody's health is going and where the trajectory of the world's going. And if you think about all of these things, it brings, like like you mentioned, such an uncertainty that that brings anxiety for most people, whether they've struggled with anxiety in the past or not. And mm-hmm. And I don't know, for me, I've kind of, tried to think of, okay, every time I haven't known what the future is going to look like, something great has come along. So I, whenever I get that feeling of like doom or that heavy weight on my chest, I just go, okay, you know what, you know, every time something is pushed back at you in life, something greater has come. So who knows what doors Mm. open and that's kind of how I wash, you know, water off the ducks back, like how I try and do it. But do you have any techniques that you've been able to use yourself or for your kids? You know, I love that, Brandy. I I love what you said about that. And even the other day, how you said when we're faced with adversity, we adapt and we become stronger. And, you know, maybe I've heard that in my life before, but it never really resonated until you said it. And then just having you kind of say what you just said again about how you let the water roll off the duck's back. I love that, too. Um, But yeah, no, uh, any tips, any tricks, any advice for the parents, please feed it my way. Because, you know, with kids, it's one thing because they kind of, they believe what you tell them. (laughs) But teens and and tweens, it's a little bit different because they have access to media. They've got phones, they're on computers all day. They can see what's happening and they're learning from things like TikTok and, and not exactly always credible sources. So, you know, sometimes Harmony's or my daughter, Harmony or Cassie will come to me, you know, I heard this today and and I'm like, oh, that's, that's not entirely true. So yeah, it's, it's tough, but when the going get tough, the tough get going and we just have to, you know, follow, follow the orders and do what's best for everybody, even though it'll slightly, not just slightly, but inconvenience us now, they're, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think I remember somebody telling me to try and understand what I'm afraid of, like ask myself logical questions to help me understand. Mm -hmm. Like for example, um, my boyfriend's two-year-old has been with us for the weekend and um, she started crying for no reason yesterday. You know, she said about something. And so I sat her down and I said, and she was like crying really intense. And I, I looked at her and I said, baby, are you hurt? And she shook her head while she kept crying. And then I said, is, is your, are you hungry? And she shook her head and, and the crying started to ease a little bit. And I said, does your body hurt? Are you tired? And she kept shaking her head. I said, well, why are you crying, sweetheart? Tell me why you're crying so I can fix it. And she just stopped and she goes, I'm okay. And then I think she... <laughs> maybe felt like an anxiety or a sadness coming over her and she probably didn't realize why. And then the moment she logically was asking questions like, oh, I didn't hurt my knee or, oh my, I'm not hungry. She just stopped crying and looked very happy and goes, okay, let's go play. And (laughs) like, I try and do that with my my friends, my family, myself, you know? (laughs) So that might be like trying to understand logically what we're actually afraid of because of the impending sense of doom. That's, I know like people like to say, oh, it's in my head or whatever, but it's, I mean, it it happens through all these actual chemical triggers in our, in our body. So talking to ourselves about it. Exactly. And it's a very real feeling like, and that even though it could be just a feeling in our head, it does become physical. You know, sometimes it honestly does feel like a, 
like a lead weight on your body when you're stressed out. But it's so neat what you said about kids because they have this unbelievable ability. It's like when they scrape their knee or even get in a fight, like a some roughhousing on the playground, you know, you, you duke it out and then you have your tears and then they can just, they're over, they're done with it and they can move on. And it's too bad. It's just not cool for, you know, adults to have a cry at work or something and then just move on with it, you know, but we kind of, we shy away from that showing our emotions like that. But there's just kind of a perfect example of what you said of she'll, she'll flush it out, kind of think about it. You know, my knee doesn't hurt. I'm, I'm good to go. Here I go. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. There's actually, I was reading something the other day. I, I can't remember what I was reading or what I was watching, but there was a university that installed 10 minute crying boxes or something. And they looked like those fun old time photo booths. And you literally could go in there and press a 10 minute <laughs> timer and you could go in and yell, scream like they were soundproofs. So you could go in there, have a cry, have a yell, and then just walk out and feel refreshed. And I'm, <laughs> it's scary that we've gotten to that point, but maybe we've always just needed them and we just didn't have them. <laughs> there's, there's something to be said about having a good cry for sure. <laughs> What, so I read in your bio that you enjoy yoga. Do you find that yoga and things like meditation help you? And are you able to pass that on to your kids? Or? Oh man, yoga has honestly, it's changed my life. Like I've always been pretty active in yoga for about 20 years. And then it was part of our radio program when I went to BCIT and it really helps you relax and it helps you kind of bring your natural voice out. So you speak authentically and kind of more from your soul. And uh, I'm like, wow, this really helps calm me down. And then, you know, my lower back stopped hurting and just the benefits were kind of endless. And I have a really great studio close to where I live and it's a hot yoga studio, which I love, which is unfortunately shut down right now, but that's okay. There's still yoga and yeah. So it's just, it calms my nervous system. It calms everything. And yes, I'm very happy and proud to say that both of my daughter's love yoga as well. They're not as into it as I am. Like I've tried to do a couple of online classes with them, but they're still young, but I think there's definitely, they'll get it more when they get a lot older because it's slow, you know, and I could see how it might be kind of boring when you're young, but they have like teen and child yoga. That's a little bit more geared towards kids, but yeah, yoga for me and meditation game changer. And my kids like the meditation as well, but they're not really into sitting quietly in front of a candle chanting they're more of they'd like to lie down and hear like a meditation story with a with a body scan and then you're like the um the fox floating on a magic carpet over the city and it says everything you see and very calming so the guided meditations that's definitely a thing before before bedtime totally well and I know that there's like all these different types of yoga now that are more like you know, supposed to be fun that incorporate like goats and dogs and things like that. So maybe Lenny yes. will get involved. <laughs> totally, totally. Lenny's actually quite hilarious. I tried to do, I have some videos. I think they might be on my Instagram, but just me doing yoga and I'd set it to the hyperlap. So it goes through really quickly. And uh, Lenny's like always walking on top of me and he, he gets right into it. I don't think he quite gets it yet, but yeah, goat yoga. It's a thing. It happens really close to my house as well. Cool. Um, and is there... Is there anything else that really is great and calming for you besides yoga? I, I know you talked about um, walking, traveling, things like that, like being outdoors. Are those some things that help? Oh, you? definitely. Yeah, it's funny. When I lived in Vancouver, I thought I am never going to move because I grew up in Alberta. So, of course, like small town outside of Edmonton, acreage girl. 
to downtown Vancouver. I'm like, this is the greatest place ever. I'm never going to leave. And I, I love Vancouver. I wish I could live, like afford to have an apartment there and afford to have a home here, but not, not quite yet. Maybe, maybe in about five years, we'll see. But um, I love the Island because a real estate's a lot cheaper and I've got kids, but there's so much cool outdoor stuff to do. And where we live, we live right in the middle of the peninsula. So either side, um, west or east, the ocean's less than two kilometers away. And there's tons of little mountains to climb and hills and rivers and lakes to swim and, and all that. And it's funny how much I didn't even discover until I got a dog. And now I know all the, all the places to go. Nice. Uh, Rebecca, what about you, love? Do you do yoga? I'm, I've never was a yoga girl. I've tried and tried and tried. And I've just started actually embracing it in the last year. Like I went to so many types and I hated it. <laughs> I'm starting to embrace it. Do you do, you do yoga or anything like that? Um, I pick and choose kind of thing. I, I very much like hot yoga and the, the Bikram style yoga in the, in the really hot room and things because it, it's slowed down a lot and you kind of have a lot more deliberate movement through like you, you, it allows your body to like learn the movement I feel whereas I find the the normal like you know those sort of uh, practices of yoga where where it's the vinyasa flow and like it's a lot more fast paced I I can't deal with those because I get like ironically like too hot too quickly and then I feel like I can't get into the move because by the time I settle my body into what feels good there into the next move and I I hate it because I can't keep up but with the Bikram (laughs) yoga the heat actually helps and you're just like slowly like relaxing into everything and I found a lot of benefits through that I love Bikram Mm -hmm. what's oh gosh I don't you know and I don't even know all of the I like there's one that I really love I think it's called Kundalini where you basically just lie there and breathe for an hour which I think is just phenomenal (laughs) I've never tried that I've heard wonderful things and isn't Kundalini like a lot of chanting as well I well I only went to a couple at this one community center before I moved but it was so lovely I remember just sitting in a few different positions and it was just very much about breathing and listening to I don't know if it was us chanting or if it was like chanting in the background with really great music and bells but it was very cool yeah and there's so many different kinds of yoga too like tomorrow I'm going to fitness yoga so there'll be like you'll do a downward dog and then push to a plank and then do five push-ups. And then, so it's kind of like a fitness class yoga fusion. And then you could do like the hot Bikram series. And then they have like very spiritual and Hatha, which is quite a bit slower, but you know what? It's not for everybody. So that's, that's okay. I'm sure that you have your thing, but yeah, it's, it's been good for me. It's, it's neat to have kind of like I had some health issues in the past and everything. I think every ailment that you could ever have yoga is suggested to do it. I'm like, well, maybe I'll ramp up my yoga and it's really helped. And I also get a chronically sore lower back if I don't practice yoga. And sometimes like I notice if I go away on a holiday or Christmas break and I don't practice, usually if it's about a week that I'm not practicing, my lower back will start to hurt again. I'm like, oh, okay, come on, got to do something about it. So it's kind of neat that to actually see Mm-hmm. you know, and feel the results. Yeah. I feel you on that one for sure. I, I have back pain too, if I don't do yoga. Um, speaking of relaxing and doing yoga and taking a moment to breathe, we have to go to a commercial break. So everyone take <laughs> moments to breathe and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes with Rebecca and Catherine. The internet's number one talk station, number one talk station, voiceamerica.com. 
you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Every day, we're surrounded by technical buzzwords and jargon that can go way over our heads. Now, there's a show that brings it all back down to earth. Tune in for today, Tomorrow's Technologies, with host Jose Negron. We'll not only explain the new technologies that are shaping our world, we'll give you the benefits and backstory of these technologies. Listen for T3 with Jose Negron, live every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. So we're here with Catherine Slingsby, and we got to know her a little bit at the beginning. We talked a little about things that we're all kind of doing to survive this um, unique and challenging time for people on this planet that we love. I'd like to dive into a little bit more about kind of Catherine's life because she's had a really an interesting career, a late start to this career, but she's fabulous at it. And I know that because I'm her agent and I get to listen to the quality work that she puts out there, which is really <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, but I just, I'd love to know, Catherine, who you were as a kid growing up. Did you ever think about acting? Did you think about voice work? Did you want to be a mom? Did you want to live in on the island? Like, who were you as a child? What were your big dreams uh, when you were younger? Oh, man, you know, it's funny. I, I always knew. Like I always knew that I wanted to be an actor. I remember watching TV and this was when I was a teenager, but watching Beverly Hills 90210 and thinking, you know, how do these people, and it was Jenny Garth and Ian Ziering and Jason Priestley and Luke Perry, and they were my idols back in my teen years. And I'm like, how do they get to do this? You know, like how do these people get to be on the screen and do this for a living? Like it just seemed so surreal how that I could never do something like that. And keep in mind, I grew up in a small town in Alberta that wasn't exactly arts friendly, or maybe it was, but not really in the scene that I was in. And it was always very important 
to go to university and, you know, get a good job and a career and a pension and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of pushed that to the wayside. I, I did training in voice. So I did singing lessons and, and dancing lessons, but never really acting lessons and didn't really do theater. But then everything changed when I moved to Vancouver because I was 20 and I moved, I went down to Vancouver to visit for a concert. And I remember being down on English Bay Beach and there's or it was Kitts Beach because there was Kitts Pool and all these people there and these beautiful mountains and ocean, which was probably the second, maybe third time in my life that I'd ever even seen the ocean. And I remember thinking people live here, like people actually get to wake up and have a coffee and go down to the beach. You know, it's minutes from their house. And this was just stuff that I'd seen in magazines. And then I just kind of had this aha moment. moment. I was 20 and I'm like, you know, I could move here. I'm just going to college right now. Like I could finish my semester and I could pack everything in my house, in my car and drive out here and move here. And I did. And I got a job at the Cactus Club and probably half the people, and this was 20 years ago, but half the people that were working there were actors. And I'm like, what, you guys are all actors? And, and they're like, everybody in Vancouver is an actor, you know, just take an acting class and you're an actor kind of thing. And so I'm like, wow, if, if you know, they can do it, I can do it. And I got really, really lucky because I was working at the Cactus Club and a producer came in and he's like, hey, you have a really nice voice. Like you should come in and come into my studio and see what you sound like behind behind a mic. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. And then I had this little person on my shoulder say, oh, be weary of people like that. You know, you're in a big city now. Everything's different. So I never called him. And then about a month or two later, he came back. He's like, hey, you never called me. You should really come into my studio. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I showed, he gave me his business card and I showed it to somebody else there. And they're like, Wayne Kozak? Do you know who Wayne Kozak is? I'm like, no. And he owned the Cosmic Productions and a bunch of other like audio studios and stuff. So I went in there and uh, yeah, so I called him and he's like, yeah, come on in. And we're going to have auditions for these Earl's radio commercials. And I'm like, sure. And it was my first ever audition and I got it. And I'm like, oh, this is great. You know, I'm talented. And then I just kind of waited for things to happen without doing the work to make them happen. And I was just kind of comfortable working at Cactus Club. So had I at that time started taking voiceover workshops and building a demo and doing all that stuff, I maybe would have gotten an earlier start in my career. But I went the radio route instead. So I went to BCIT and went to radio school and all that. And then it just kind of slowly trickled to where I am today. But um, I can't remember the question that I was answering. But yeah, anyway, that's my story of how I got to Vancouver. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I, I was just wondering if this is what you've always, like, have you always known that that's who you wanted to be? And what right. You when you were a kid, you got there, don't you worry? <laughs> oh, I knew. I always knew. And like, even at school, when we would have to do like Christmas concerts, teachers would say, oh, we have a strong voice can you like announce the class to the to the school and stuff and I always loved using my voice and speaking and I was always very confident with it um but just being a radio DJ or being an actor just wasn't something that people would say when in Sherwood Park Alberta it just wasn't really a thing or maybe it was I just didn't know that I could do it and yeah and then it took kind of took me later again like I had my kids and I did the radio thing for a bit and then my husband was, he had his career all sorted and, you know, the kids grow up and they're three and they're five and they don't really need mom all the time anymore. I'm like, hmm, what am I going to do? You know, like I went to university and stuff, but didn't want the nine to five job. So I thought, you know, maybe I'll give this another go. And that's what's so cool about acting. 
is it's never too old. Like it's, it's not like it's better if you're younger, it's better if you're this gender, whatever, like it's, it's a job that anybody can be successful in. But I, I learned, unless you're one of the very, very few that is served your career on a silver platter, it takes a lot of work. And so that's why it's, it's taken me a, a while to get where I am, but, but I love it. So it's never hard for me to do the work. That's awesome. Um, and it's not one of those, like I'm, you talked a little bit about how it's not like a career that's, you know, a nine to five and all that. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people get told, I think that are actors, oh, acting's a hobby. So they really don't put the work in like you just mentioned. What If your kids come to you, and I think I already know the answer to this because of what <laughs> you said, but this is really important for any kids that are out there listening or any parents that are out there listening that have a kid that's the creative type and not the nine to five type. What would you say when your kids come to you and say, hey, mom, I want to be a painter or I want to be a musician or I want to be an actor or I want to be something that doesn't fit that college educated nine to five kind of idea of a life. What, what would you say? Like I, that's awesome. Especially now that I do it and I have a lot of friends that are kind of in that industry industry and successful web designers or photographers or clothing designers, actors, singers, models. And I, I see the people working and doing it. But one thing that's, you know, I, wish that I had done earlier is break it down. Like, what's the, like, where are you now and where do you want to be? And let's write down, you know, your five-year plan, your one-year plan, 10 things you can do today and 10 things you could do tomorrow. You know, is there like, what kind of education would support this dream? And, you know, how much do these classes cost versus this person? How reputable is this coach? Um, How do you network? Do you have friends that do this job? And just kind of to to build a plan and follow the plan instead of just kind of saying that you want to do it, dreaming about it, but not really being sure how to get there. But yeah, the world always needs artists, man. Go for it. Totally. Yeah. Oh gosh, what was there? There's some movie out there that was talking about how if the world was coming to, oh, I think it was down. No, maybe not downsizing. I think it was maybe downsizing. There was some movie, you know, the end of the world kind of movies that ever since like 1999, we've seen a ton of the. Yeah. <laughs> and and they, that's what they talk about. They're like, okay, we'll get 10 scientists, 10 doctors, 10 this, 10 this, and let's take all of the art that we can. And that's like the one thing that's always there. Always. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially during this time, art has got kind of put on a stop for a few moments at the beginning of COVID because everyone just panicked. But then all of a sudden, everybody's now at home with a little bit more time, sometimes during quarantine and embracing the arts and sharing them with each other. So how has this time in the world maybe given you more time to focus on your art and help your children and your family focus on what they're passionate about? Well, one thing about COVID that's been really helpful for me is that now all the auditions are, well, I shouldn't say all the auditions, but many auditions are self-tapes and living on the island that's huge for us because I mean to go over for an audition is a day like you know take public transit take your car it's eight hours minimum and so now we can you know do the self-tape at home and through the magic of the interwebs and wires we just press a couple buttons and it's in an inbox for the casting directors to see so so that's been great and it also gives us more time to work on things like when you walk into an audition typically before, sometimes you just say your name and show your hands and give a profile. And that was an eight-hour trip to Vancouver and back. And now we can do it in my bedroom or in the studio room downstairs. And, you know, if I put my hands out too far that they look too big, 
I didn't just blow it for my one shot at my in-person audition. I can just do it again. So it's actually helped me and my kids a lot because they can in turn see themselves when we do the self tapes and, oh, you know, I, I looked too silly in that one or, oh, I looked at the camera at that one. And you learn a little bit more when you watch yourself. And before we didn't really have the opportunity to do that as much. So that's been cool. Awesome. Yeah. It's, such a weird time. I just don't know. Rebecca, what about you, love? I know you've, you're, you're an artist and an actor as well. Is there anything that you've been able to embrace more during this time in terms of your art? Uh, yeah, I actually, I've enjoyed the self-tapes a little bit more too, because it's not as like daunting and like it's, it's got its pros and cons, right? Cause you can do it over and over again and then you overanalyze it. It's not just like you go in and they can forgive any nerves or anything like that you kind of do have to get it right because you have the luxury of stopping um but in it's been it's been kind of nice as well because you don't have that whole like waiting room syndrome where you like walk into a room of like 20 people that look like you <laughs> and, and you're like oh crap <laughs> like it, it, it takes a little bit of that pressure off you can kind of like do your own thing um but yeah just like with anything I think there's good things and bad things about um, both methods. There are things that I miss a lot about in personal auditions and there's things that I am really glad that I don't have to deal with as well. Totally. So I want to play a little game um, with you guys, <laughs> if you don't mind, because <laughs> we have uh, four minutes before the break. Um, Let's play. I want to have a little fun because after the break, I'd like to talk to you about some of your the struggles that you've gone through in life, Catherine. I there's a, a word here of a rare condition that you struggled with, and I'd love to mm -hmm. talk about that. But I'd like to play just a little bit of a game first and have some fun before we talk about some of the tough stuff in life. Um, okay. Because life is a roller coaster, so why not let the radio show be? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Ladies, I've got 10 questions, and you probably are familiar with these questions if you ever watch the show, The Actors Studio, hosted by James Lipton. And I figure since both of you are actors, I'm going to ask you these questions. <laughs> um, so, Catherine, I'll start with you since you're our guest today. Um, have you heard of these 10 questions? I have not. Oh, awesome. Okay, great. Well, um, let's have some fun. What is your favorite word? Question number one. Oh, well, it's it's a French word, but I've always just thought it sounded so silly and cute and quirky. And that's pamplemousse, <laughs> which is grapefruit <laughs> in French. Pamplemousse. It's, yeah, I just, I've always loved it. That's so random. I love that. <laughs> I think every Canadian grows up learning pamplemousse because it's on more French and English and it's on our boxes and you're like, mommy, what is pamplemousse? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I remember it on like sunrise cartons in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. Rebecca, what's your favorite word though? Oh God, I struggle with this question. I don't know. I feel like I overthink things and I have like a lot of like decision anxiety. So I'm like, oh God, I can't just choose one word out of so many. Because for me, it's like, I'm, yeah, I'm very big on like moods. So it just depends on like my mood like what is my favorite word but um I'll say like one of my favorite things about language like when when I was in high school um I actually got in trouble for making up my own words oh. because um well we were learning about Shakespeare in English literature and the teacher had said you know he's widely regarded as a genius because of his ability to sort of like if there wasn't a word for it he would just make a word and then it would become part of the, like the vocabulary which is really how any words are formed like there's a lot of Gen Z language that is in the dictionary now that a lot of older people are upset about. But um, I took 
uh, I took that critique to heart. And so in my essays and things, I started like making up my own word if I couldn't think of a word to describe what I wanted to say. Mm. And my teacher like was like, you, you can't, you can't do that. And I was like, but why? Like you just told me Shakespeare was a genius. Like <laughs> telling me that I can't be a genius. Like, but I took great offense to this and like, then made it my personal mission to find the most like obscure words and use them in my essays. And he would like <laughs> underline them and be like, We've we've spoken about this. And I would like, I would go up to him with the dictionary and I'm like, but did we though? So then he had to like mark my papers with the dictionary. I was such a brat. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, I've never asked somebody what your favorite one word is and gotten such a great story. That was perfect. <laughs> okay, let's turn the table, the, what's the, turn the table around or flip the coin on its head. What is your least favorite word, Catherine? <laughs> oh, man, my least favorite word. Mm, oh, <laughs> that's a good question. Deadline? <laughs> no, I'm oh, kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. I I haven't been hating on any words lately. I've probably <laughs> well, <laughs> not to throw my my tween under the bus, but I guess the new lingo when something's cool is they say it's drip. So she's like, "Oh, mom, that's so drip," and that that sounds a little bit silly. <laughs> I don't think I go so far as to say that I hated. Respect the drip, Catherine. I guess. So you guys heard this before? It, it's oh, I'm all over TikTok. I'm, oh, I love TikTok. It, it must be a TikTok thing. Okay, got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm now, learning. Rebecca, I'm scared to ask you because we only have 30 seconds before the commercial break. But what is your release favorite? <laughs> oh, God. Um, I'll, I'll say right now my least favorite word is the word um, respiratory, but that's only because I'm in North America and you guys say it differently. So I said it one time and no one understood me. And now some of my friends call me spirit tree, but it's like respiratory in uh, respiratory. Like however you say. It. Yeah. So like, but in Australia, it's like respiratory disease. Like, and I like spent the longest time, like trying to figure out if I have always said this word wrong. And I had to like call people from Australia and be like, can you please like say this word? Cause I've forgotten <laughs> how to say it. <laughs> like. <laughs> But, that's so funny. Oh, goodness. All language is made up. So I think, I don't know, that's so funny. Exactly. <laughs> it's the meaning behind it that matters. It truly is. All right, everyone. Well, I guess it's time for our last commercial break before we come back. Oh, no. Last? Yeah, it is. My goodness. Time flies when you're having fun. Okay, everybody. We'll be back in just a minute. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Hey you. Yeah you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at one 855 
866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're having a lot of fun here with voice actor Catherine Slingsby and my co-host, Rebecca Shalon, both actors. We were just doing a little fun uh, word association uh, actress quiz, but I do want to slow us down on having fun for a second and talk about something that Catherine went through in life and experienced because she's open and willing to share with us because we all go through something or some things in our lifetime that are big struggles for us. And it's two words that I don't even know if I can pronounce. I'm probably going to ask Catherine to. I will say it for you because (laughs) until I got a diagnosis of it, I had never even heard of it before. But yeah, it's called trigeminal neuralgia. And it's about as fun as it sounds. Mm. (laughs) No, yeah, it was uh, the weirdest thing because for about three years, I say two, but it's really kind of three, I had no clue what was going on with me. I would be totally fine. And then out of nowhere, I would get what I thought at the time was like a searing toothache um, that would last anywhere from about 30 seconds to two minutes. But it wasn't just a toothache. Like it was, if you've ever had nerve pain in your teeth, it was that, but just like ramped up, like somebody came and like got the dial and just turned it up to a hundred million percent. And then it would just go away. And I'm like, oh, that's really weird. And then I'd kind of get like, I'd get that for a while. Like I'd get two a day, one day, and then a couple the next day. And then it would just go away. And I'd go to my doctor. I'm like, oh, I got these weird things. And she kind of, it's very, very rare conditions. So a lot of doctors hadn't even heard of it. It's one in every, you read it every, anywhere between 500, 100,000 and, or 50,000 and 100,000 people. So it's very, very rare. And then um, they just kind of started getting worse and worse and worse. Until one time I was on holidays with my family. We were in Oregon and I jumped in the pool and everything's totally normal. And I just felt this like shocking pain in my face. And it was always the left side of my face that I just, I couldn't even breathe. And I like had to get out and I was in tears. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. And then after about two minutes, it kind of went away. I'm like, I think, you know, after that trip, I got home. It had happened a few more times. And I said to my husband, I'm like, I think something's really wrong. Like I need to go to the doctor and he's like, okay. And yeah, so I went to the doctor and my GP was booked in. So we went right to the walk-in clinic and he said, you know, I I don't see this very often, but a girl that works here had some very, very similar pain about a week ago and it's called trigeminal neuralgia. 
And does this sound like what you might have? So we looked it up and I Googled and all the symptoms matched like exactly. And before I thought, you know, it's dental, but I had 8 million x-rays on my teeth and cone beam scans and everything that you could get. And there was nothing wrong with my teeth. And then, so I got this diagnosis and then I got this medication prescribed, which was like, if you ever get prescribed a medication, don't Google the side effects because it'll make you not want to take that medication. But anyway, I got home and it was just like, I felt myself crumble because the diagnosis, what trigeminal neuralgia can be in its worst is like an incurable, most painful condition known to man. Um, the only way to fix it are like heavy medications or like a micro, this is very jargony as well, but microvascular decompression surgery, which is essentially brain surgery, um, is like a cure of it, but only if you have a certain kind. And yeah. So anyway, my life went from being, oh, everything's great. I'm so healthy to instantly like, oh my gosh, this is my future. Like I have to take this medication. And, and so I started taking the medication and I couldn't even stay awake and it wasn't working for me and the pain wasn't going away. And my depression was just through the roof. Like I, and the anxiety, like the health anxiety, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm a high anxiety person anyways, but just throw this in the mix. And it was a really, really rough two months because if you've ever had some kind of chronic pain that just doesn't get better, like, you know, you get a headache or something out like a stomach ache, it goes away and you kind of don't even ever think about it again. But with this condition, what I read and what I was told was that it was something for life that, um, and then you join the Facebook groups. What I didn't know at the time was people that are healing and getting better in a condition generally don't join the Facebook groups. A lot of the time people that join support groups like that are people that need support. So it was, you know, a lot of doom and gloom and this as well. And so I was just kind of not ready to take that because there were the few odd people that have said, you know, I have healed myself um, by doing yoga or by doing meditation or by going vegan or following the medical medium protocol and, and all these things. And I was like, okay, I have to get better. And after being almost bedridden for a month and not working and, you know, not being able to be a good mother to my kids and just suffering this like debilitating pain, I just said, I'm like, I, I can't live like this. I have to get better. So my husband and I agreed together that I would see every specialist that I could, and we would spend all our money on making me better. So I was, I saw neurologists and I had MRIs. I saw massage therapists. I had an osteopath. I had a physical therapist. I had a, a therapist. I had a TMD specialist because I also have jaw issues, which contributed to my pain. I had dentists. I was working with everybody and it was actually really cool how everybody collaborated and, you know, knew my symptoms. And I am, that was 2018, the summer of 2018, that I honestly pictured myself, you know, by this time, writhered up in a ball, like curling in pain and never able to leave my house again. And now I am living a really, really healthy, pain-free life. And that was not what was supposed to happen. And I am on medication. I found a different medication 
that helps with nerve pain. And I'm on medication for my anxiety. And what my doctor said to me was, you know, to treat before you can treat all of these, this, you know, awful condition that you have, you're not going to be able to do it when you're depressed. Like when you're flying high, like she could just tell right away by looking at me that I was just losing my mind. So yeah, she helped me fight my depression. And, and through all of that, I'm living really, really, really well today. And and I'm still reading all the books that I possibly can. And that's why yoga has been so helpful for me because like through chronic pain and, and chronic stress, you rewire your nervous system to be in this, you know, constant fight or flight stance. And that is just so taxing and exhausting for your body. And so when your body starts to shut down because you just can't cope because you're always stressed and we just don't have enough energy to be stressed all the time, it starts dipping into your resources and any kind of thing that might be off in your body, like some people get laryngitis all the time. Some people suffer migraines, you know, some people have hip pain or back pain, like everybody kind of has I shouldn't say everybody has their thing, but a lot of people have something that acts up when they're under stress. And that was just my kind of thing. So right now, you know, with the medication and with this constant, well, maybe not always as constant, but generally I'm pretty good at practicing yoga and exercising and and meditation has been my newest thing, which is I could go on forever about, but yeah, it's just, I'm not where I thought I would be or where people would tell me that I would be, but yeah, the health of my medical team, our bodies can heal, but we just have to work really hard to put ourselves into this state of mind where we are able to heal. And that's, you know, flushing out the negative energy and and not telling ourselves that, you know, I'm never going to get better. And yeah, if I if I can heal from this where I was in that dark place two years ago, you can do anything. Thank you for talking about that and and, and br- talking about the mental health side that comes with the physical pain as well because that's mm-hmm. so important. I think sometimes people blame themselves for that, like thinking, "Oh, there's something, you know, I can't get over how upset I feel about this, so it's my fault." But it's and you talked about flight fight or flight. And for anyone that's listening that doesn't know what that is, I think that's a great thing for you to do some Googling about and and learn about because it's something that your body does that's beyond our control. So Catherine, thank you so much for bringing that up because that's something that I think everybody should kind of realize that it's a stress response that our bodies naturally have from like, if we were living in the woods and danger came, your body automatically revs up on the chemicals that are running through it in order to try and protect you so you can move faster and have better reactions. And nowadays, city, it's a different environment. So we interpret that differently. So thank you for popping that term in there, because it's important for people to do their research and start to know about these things. And it's not us that's causing it it's just things that are happening within our bodies chemically and all that so thank you for bringing that up (laughs) yeah and totally it's funny because our bodies kind of stay the same like we still have these fight and flight reactions which is you know all the cortisol and stress hormones coming through but we don't need to run from lions anymore so it doesn't really serve us in the same way that it did back in the day but once we kind of understand that there's like a real physiological thing that's happening inside us and we understand what triggers it that's when you know it's scary but that's when we can start to understand how to remedy it and fix it awesome thank you and and you also talked about the support groups and I really I want to circle back to this I know we only have a couple minutes left in the show but I love what you said about how 
I mean, it's great to have support around you and you have the support of your family and you join some of those groups, but they can be, they can be difficult as well. Support can also be pulling you away from the results that you need. So sometimes you need to find something that's just for you, like your meditation and your yoga. So just totally, yeah, (laughs) meditation, like man, knowing that we can control our thoughts is just like the greatest superpower that we could ever have. Do you have any resources for people that are maybe considering starting down that path? Do you anywhere you could direct people to maybe look at the beginning? Oh man, YouTube is just insane. Like you can um, meditation for like story, meditation for anxiety, meditation for fear, meditation for overeating. Like there is something for everybody, and all on YouTube, and it's all free. So yeah, just go to YouTube, type in exactly what you want and it'll Mm -hmm. be there. Beginner, you know, nighttime, morning, anything. It's there. I love that. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah. Great. Thank you for speaking about that because I think everybody at some point in their life goes through something that affects their mental health and and Mm -hmm. they need to realize that we're all, at some point, we're all going to probably go through something or many things and and there are ways to, to get out and we just have to kind of share what works for everybody so we can find what works for us, right? Exactly. Um, we only have like a minute and a half left, which kills me because you're such a great guest and I love your voice so much. <laughs> so I'll be back anytime. Thank you so much. I love it. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to go to the my favorite question in that quiz at the end. I know there's 10 questions, but I'm going to go right to the very, actually, I'll do the last three, Catherine. Um, okay. um, and yeah, just let me know whatever off the cuff that you think. Um, because you're an actor, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Yoga teacher. And what profession would you not like to attempt? Teacher, like school teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and the last question and my absolute favorite, if heaven exists, what would you like God to say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh, man. She's here, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness, I love that. Um, and there's one question that I ask everybody. Rebecca, do you want to ask Catherine to wrap up our show today? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Well, I mean, Brandy's favorite question, which we always um, end every show, is if, if you had uh, 60 seconds where the whole entire world just had to stop and listen to something you had to say, uh, what would it be? Oh, gosh, right on the spot, hey? <laughs> yeah, just a simple question. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> it's actually pretty easy. It's everything's going to be okay. I remember when I was a teenager, I was bullied quite a bit, emotional bullying, girls. Girls can be awful. They're wonderful, but, you know, it hits pretty hard. And I remember thinking, this is life and having a really hard time and having a lot of social anxiety. And school was hard and it was cold and just thinking like, oh, you know, this is really, really tough and, and not feeling good for a long time. And if I just knew everything would be okay, here we are. Perfect. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Thanks for being amazing. Always, Catherine, thanks for joining us and sharing your insight and everybody who's out there listening. Be well, look for the beauty inside you, Google fight or flight, be educated about whatever struggles you're going through and find the right support network. And we will see you back here, same time, same place, live at five on Teen Wealth Radio. Thanks, Voice America, once again, for sponsoring this show. Be well, everyone. Thanks. 
for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show. Oh, 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 oh